want to kind of take a little, well, we've been in Galatians. Uh, actually, it just stirred all my studying, and really studying in particular the last few Wednesday nights on, on the things that the Galatians uh, struggled with about grace. I, I, in the midst of those studies, I kind of run across a little path, and I followed it, and I followed it. And it really deals more with our day. So I'm just, uh, it's with the Galatian thought, but I'm going to leave, leave the text, as it were, and kind of follow this that the Lord put upon my heart. And, and it really deals with what, really more what our age uh, struggles with. Uh, I don't so much see it maybe in the Galatians, although it's there, because I know they, they have, you know, look through uh, proud eyes. I know they look through what somewhat privileged, what they thought were privileged eyes. They, uh, as we know, the Pharisees uh, had brought some teaching to them, and they'd went back to the law. And, and anytime there's that scenario, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure that they had begin to think of themselves more superior, uh, more. Uh, you know, uh, superior in, in in what they were doing as far as mixing the grace and the law. But uh, tonight, I, I want to just kind of take a little little time and, and deal with something that, that I really run across. And really, it's probably a pet peeve, maybe. And I, I have to be careful when I when I when I have pet peeves because you tend to preach them more passionately than you should. <laughs> so so I'm just telling you that just to warn you. But uh, but. I, it is. I think. I think it is a very serious uh, issue in our day when it comes to struggling with grace and getting grace right. Really about getting grace right. So I, I want to read one verse out of Hebrews 12, not Galatians, but Hebrews 12, verse 15. We'll read this one verse. We'll then we'll pray over it and we'll believe the Lord. So let's let's read this one verse. Uh, looking diligently. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. I mean, that's a big deal. But out of that then, out of that, lest uh, any root of bitterness springing up not only troubles you, but I mean, that's the truth too. Whenever, whenever we fail grace and, and, and it, affects, it affects the heart, well, it don't only affect the one that failed, but it affects many. It troubles many. And that's, that's the, always the danger when one when one falls, it troubles so many. It takes down so much, and, and uh, so so let's let's believe the Lord tonight, brother Mark. You want to pray over this this text? Father, we thank you that we know you the true and living God in Jesus Christ. We thank you for your word tonight, imparted under the power and anointing of your Holy Ghost, and touch our hearts to receive and believe in Jesus' name. Give him the glory again. Thank you, Brother Marks. Amen. Give him the glory again. Amen. 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 Uh, I just want to give you, you can be seated. You can be seated. I want to give you kind of, I want to give you kind of up front. Uh, it talks about in this thing about, you know, being really careful or, or watching or, or being diligent about not failing grace. And uh, you know, like I said, it's going to kind of translate this into our day and into our time. And just something that I see, something that I've been seeing, especially in our age and probably especially in our culture, I know these brothers and sisters, they've been overseas, out of the country. The few times I have, I've not seen this as dominant, or, or I'm sure it's some there. But, but especially in this country, and I'm sure some of the other Western, Western countries, it, it, this is an issue. But uh, one of the biggest issues, I, I feel like, for people being able to, to really get grace and to get it right and not fail it, 
is this sense of entitlement. A sense of entitlement. Now, that's, that's, just, that's just the way I want to present it tonight. I want, I want to talk about really about battling a sense of entitlement. Because it's one thing that I'm pretty sure about tonight, that it kills grace. When someone feels entitled, you know, uh, if, if they feel entitled, uh, they, they, feel, they feel like they're, they're, you know, they deserve more or, or, or should have more or should have it uh, on their own or because of their own works. And like I said, I feel like that's where the Galatians were probably at. I feel like they probably thought they deserved or they were superior or they were more, more than, you know, but it, it kills, it kills grace. It, it, it stops grace. The moment, I believe this, the very moment we feel like we deserve grace is the moment it dies. The moment we think, I, I deserve it. I should have it. You know, I've earned it. How many know, how many know it's working completely against what grace is at its core? The moment we feel like in some way, and that's really what the Galatians was doing. We're, we're not there, but that's really what they were doing. They were mixing in these works, and, and, and I'm sure through proud eyes, they had sensed that, you know, we, 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 we deserve this, or we entitled to, or, or we merit this, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. But th- that moment, it's, it's, and that's really what entitlement is. It's, it's inherently, you know, believing uh, uh, in your, that you deserve some kind of special treatment or some kind of special blessing or, or you know, I, I, because of, of, of whatever I've done. But how I many know, it kills, it kills grace, it kills the believers, it kills churches, it, it stops everything. And, and here's what I've learned about it, exactly what this text was talking about tonight. It, it really dooms, it really dooms to those who get into that sense of entitlement. It dooms them really to a life of disappointment. Because if you stop grace, <clears throat> and there's this sense that I'm entitled to this, or this blessing, or this blessing, or, or this gift, or whatever, there's this sense because I, I'm achieving, or that I'm better than this bunch over here, or better than this bunch over here, that there's this expectation and, and you doom yourself because you're out of grace and it's not coming. The blessing's not coming. <clears throat> it's not coming when you're out of grace and you're trying to do it on your own. So it dooms you to disappointment, if you will, or discouragement. What the text said, bitterness, a root of bitterness. How many know our heart stings under, under that, that that's not came? When we got a sense of entitlement, uh, and the expectation that we expect it don't come, it leaves the heart stinging because we expected it. And a lot of discouragement, a lot of disappointment. I, I'm just speaking from experience in my time. In my time, I've dealt with a lot of folk that, that, that went through these kind of things because, because of some sense of what well, I've been doing. I've had people tell me that, well, I pay my tithes. Well, well I go to church on such, or I do this, or I do that, or I'm a part of this. Or I'm a part of that. Or I, or I, I heard what your word said. Or I, or I prayed, I read, whatever. There's this sense that I, I should have it. And when it don't come, it leaves the heart stinging, discouraged, disappointed. Even, even so much, maybe even depression. Some, some form of darkness. Amen. And, and this is what I just thought about. You know, whatever happened. Because I'm going to tell you, America has done gotten notorious for this sense of entitlement. 
our, our society, we Americanize, and, th- and this is not just church now, this is not just church, but Americanize, that's why I say it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, but Americanize, we're notorious now for thinking we're entitled, that we deserve. I should, Brent should pay me whether I come to work or not. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. I deserve, I deserve. Well, they got six weeks off. Well, you ain't been here but six days. I deserve. There's this entitlement. We're notorious for that, though, in this age that we live in. It's crazy. Now, I was blessed. I'm thankful. I was blessed that that I I grew up under uh, a lot of my time under my grandfather and grandmother and raised under a whole different system where where there was, you were stripped of any sense of entitlement. At a very young age. Amen. Very young age. You had no sense, of, no sense of I deserve anything at all. You're thankful. Thankful to be under a roof and a, and a belly full of big, big brown beans. I tell you, you're just thankful. You know what I'm saying? Amen. No entitlement at all. I didn't even know what pizza was until I was about 16. And I was like, dang, that's good. <laughs> they, do sell, they do make something besides beans. Beans and beef. So I was blessed. So don't get me wrong. I was blessed. But, but whatever happened, whatever happened to just to even in the church realm now, whatever happened to just being happy to be here, being happy to be here, you know. Nowadays it, it, it's kind of crazy. It, 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 it just it's just kind of went everywhere. It's the age where where it seems like you got to everybody's got to be thanked. And I'm not against thanking. I'm not against being. I'm not against blessing people and saying thank you and when, and all that. But but this is the age, man. Man, you just got to go way over the board, man. And like I said, I grew up and I struggled with that because I grew up in an age too. Like I said, we milked, we fed, we done what we needed to do, and, and I can't remember ever once my granddad or grandma ever saying thank you. I mean, they, we didn't. We we did it because. It was not entitled. It was expected. You know? Here's what you, here's what you were entitled to. Not a whipping. Because you did what you're supposed to do. Amen. But this is a crazy age that we now in. It's got to be some kind of applause or acknowledgement or recognition or some kind of award given out. You know, like, man. You know, and I, and I believe I believe that's why I even you know I really I really love Wednesday night, and I'm kind of preaching to the choir even here tonight. But that's why I really love Wednesday night because most of the time you're here because you're glad to be here. And and in that in that I always sense a special grace because of that because there is grace in that because you're you're not you're not taking I'm entitled. You know, a lot of folks show up on Sunday morning and think, well, I'm at church today. I mean, I came to church. There's this entitlement. But, but, but you know, Wednesday night, like I said, it, it, I sense that. I sense that there is a great grace here on Wednesday nights because, you know what? You're glad to be here. You didn't come with this sense of entitlement. I believe a lot of the church overall is, is backslidden because of this sense of entitlement. Somewhere away from the Lord because they, they think, they think they was entitled. I want to tell you this. I want to tell you that, and i got to move because i got to get 
to some, some, some scriptural things that will help us in this. But I believe this tonight. You know, if, if we really have a sense of entitlement, if we really do, how many know, how many know that we're getting the gospel wrong? You're just getting it wrong. I mean, if you think I deserve or I, I feel like I sense I deserve it or, or I should have it or this or whatever, we, we're getting it wrong because we're getting the gospel completely wrong because even the gospel, even at its very core, at the heart, we're getting the, we're getting the message completely wrong because the message, the message is the, the heart, the core of the gospel message tells us that, man, we're nothing. We're, we're nothing. We, 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 we miss, we would deserve death. We deserve, you know what we were entitled to? Judgment. We, we wasn't entitled. There's nothing special about mankind. He's so fallen. He's come so short. And that's all of us. So I don't, I don't know how we get that sense of entitlement. And even, even after salvation, there should never be, and especially after salvation, there should not be any sort of a sense of, of entitlement. Because your heart should be so full of gratitude and thankfulness, by the way, which I am for these past two Sunday mornings. Man, I'm so thankful these past two Sunday mornings. The Lord's been doing some great things in this place. Grace has been awesome. I was thinking about that today, man. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to get to get older men that's set in their ways. And it's hard to get them to, to submit their life to the Lord and come to an altar like these past two Sunday mornings has been. I'm going to tell you, it's been so awesome. I mean, Tommy liked to blow me down. It really did. But then when Woodrow come up Sunday morning, I was like, oh, my gosh. The Lord is surely coming. It was so awesome. It was so awesome. But that's, that's what I'm talking about. And, and it's just, just gratitude. And I'm going to tell you what. We do truly deceive ourselves if we think we are better than we are. And that's at the heart of it. We're getting the gospel wrong, and we're deceiving ourselves so bad. But here's what I know, and I thought about that. I thought about that. We do deceive ourselves sometimes. And, and I feel like entitlement, especially in our, I think a lot of us are now, especially our younger, the younger kids, they've grown up kind of under the deception of I am entitled. There is a nasty deception that I am entitled, that I do deserve. A lot of systems, a lot of government systems is even catered to that. A lot, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of programs, a lot of various things. Our, our American mentality. So, so here, 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 I just want to, I just want to, it's so hard to see. It's so rooted in pride. How many know pride is one of the toughest things to see in yourself? You can spot it pretty easy in others. You can spot entitlement, people that's got a sense of entitlement pretty easy in others by the things they say or they do. But it's so hard, just like pride is, because it, it's rooted in pride. If there's a sense of entitlement, it's pride. Come on, that's pride. And it's so hard to sometimes to distinguish, hard to see. So I, I just was going through some things, and I was thinking about just some signs, just some thoughts about what it where it's at, what it is, when, it, when it's there, when it's operating. And one, one, one of the things that, one of the first things I thought about was this, if there's this continuous discontentment, if you're, you're just always discontent, and I mean, there's going to be times we're all discontent. And sometimes that's even a healthy and a holy thing. Sometimes God makes us discontent. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not 
saying all, but I'm saying if there's this continuous, this ain't good enough, and that ain't good enough, and I want this, and I want a bigger this, and I want some more of that, and I want extra this, and, and uh, this, and this, and more, and more. If there's this continuous, there's this, how, many, how, many know, how many know that that's a sign that I'm entitled to? I feel like I should have more. And there's never no contentment. Or, or here's another thought. How about this? If we're envious or even resentful when someone else is blessed. When somebody, I mean, when your brother or your neighbor or a family member, when they really get blessed good, and someone, they get envious, they get mad, get resentful because you got blessed or because they got blessed or whatever. That is a sure sign that, that I feel like I should have got that. Enti- I feel entitled. Well, I'm better than them. That's what we're saying. I'm superior. It's a nasty little thing. Amen. Amen. Or, or this, you know, if you're just, I've run into people, just disappointed with life. Just life. Disappoint. You know, that's a sign. It's a sign that I feel in, I, that life should be going better for me. I should, I should be more fulfilled. I should be more happy. I've had people even in, in the happy world, in this happy world, I've had, I, I, I think I should just be happy. And they take that and they go to wherever extremes that their mind or heart takes them. Entitlement takes them deep into sin sometimes. Because they what? They say, I should be happy. I th- I'm entitled to be happy. Y'all, y'all ain't tracking now. <laughs> Amen. But it's the truth. Amen. Disappointed with life. And this is a big one. I believe this. When we got this sense of entitlement, we'll begin to doubt God's faithfulness or his goodness. We think, you know, God's not being as good to me as he should be. He's not operating on the realm that he should. And we begin to doubt that he's faithful. We begin to doubt that he's good. We begin to doubt. I'm talking about folk, folk that are got a serious heart full of, I'm entitled God ain't blessing me like he should. I mean, I've been keeping up this and doing this, and he's not blessing me like he should. Amen. We begin to did it out. Or, or this is a simple one, but I, I got to throw it out there. But bitter, complain, say things like, you know, life ain't fair. Come on now. I know it ain't fair. But ain't nowhere in the good book it ever said it was fair. You can't, the only place I ever see it's going to level out is in eternity. That's the only place. It's never, you'll never find scriptures that, that says it's fair here, ever, in no shape, form, or way. But when we got this sense of entitlement, we somehow think it should be fair here. Well, they're, look how they're doing. They say stuff like that. Good church folks sometimes will say stuff like, well, they're doing it, like, kind of like David got his eyes on the men of evil. Sometimes they think, well, they're doing this, doing this, and look, look, look what they got. Come on. It ain't fair. Amen. 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 But this is, I guess this is a big one, and i got to move on. But, but there's, we, we lose it when we've lost our gratefulness. When we're not, we're just not grateful anymore. It's a sure sign we, we feel like I'm entitled. Come on, when, when you can't be, when you can't even come in here on a Wednesday night and worship, and, and if nothing else, I know we're tired, I know we got things on our mind, I know we got issues, and we just can't just say, you know, in, in our own way, I don't care how you do it, 
whatever it is, but we can't pour out our heart, even if it's even if it's in somewhat of a silent way, pour out our heart and tell God, man, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. I so honor you. I so thank you for what you've done. What you what you've been doing in my I thank you for my health. I thank you for for where I'm at, even if it ain't good health or whatever's going on. I'm just so thankful. I bless you. I honor you. I praise you. You're still a good God. No matter what's going on, I might not even have but a few days left. I don't know, but I'm just thanking you, Lord. I'm praising you. Though you slay me, I'm still gonna give it all to you. I mean, you're just worth it all. You're awesome. You're mighty. You're, you're, I'm just that that when you're like that, man, you don't feel entitled. I'm just thanking you, Lord. It's hard for someone who feels entitled to thank God. They struggle to ever thank God the way He's due. Amen. Because there's a, a heart full of springing bitterness. Their heart's stinging under what they don't have. And it's hard when your heart's stinging over what you don't have and maybe what others have and the unfairness. It's hard to be thankful for what you do. So hard. Entitlement. It's the truth. It's nasty. It shows up in a lot of practical ways. It really does. It shows up, you know, when we feel entitled, we, we rarely will assume any kind of personal responsibility. You notice that? That's, these are things that we're suffering from now. This is what's going on. When, when, when we got this sense of indictment, we will rarely assume any kind of personal responsibility. You know what we'll do? This is what we'll do. We'll assume somebody else will do it. Because I'm entitled, you know. That's way below me. That's way below me. I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. I, I'm not picking this up. I'm not doing I'm not a part. No, no, no. When we got this in sense of time, we just assume somebody else. Someone with a sense of entitlement will never expect a sacrifice. Don't expect someone who's got this sense of entitlement to sacrifice. Don't tell, don't ask them to give up not a hand sandwich. Not at all. No. Someone with a sense of entitlement, they expect comfort and ease and pleasure. Amen. 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 Someone who, who, who has a sense of entitlement, they'll never, they'll never seek to solve problems. Never. Never try to solve anything. Rather, they'll complain about it. They'll see it and complain about it. Now, I told you this is a pet peeve. <laughs> Amen. And I'm telling you the truth. Someone with entitlement will never see possibilities. It's true. They'll never dream. They'll never see what could be. Never. Never. All they'll see is reasons to quit. That's it. Someone's got a sense of entitlement. That matter of fact, that'll be their favorite word. I quit. Or I'm going to quit. Or I'll quit if you'll quit. Let's all quit. I'm not going to that church anymore. Are you going? Come on. And they miss all the possibilities. They miss dreams. They miss hopes. They miss what God, God is wanting to do. But because they sense entitled, they'll not, they'll not sacrifice, they'll not work, they'll not put energy or passion, not into a moment. And they'll miss it all. And then blame everybody and everyone around them because the things is not happening the way they think they should. 
and they'll look for another place. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. Someone with a, a, a sense of entitlement or never, never really feels a true, really, really feels the true privilege of serving Jesus or being a believer. Never really understand that true privilege of what we really have. Never really get that. That, man, this, this is a privilege, man. This is an honor, man. He chose me. Now, he took it further. He adopted me, he told the Galatians. He adopted me. It's a privilege. I was an orphan. I was damned and doomed. And he pulled me out of the miry clay, out of the darkness. And he it's an honor now. He adopted me into God's house. But so, someone with, with, with a sense of entitlement never sees it as a privilege. All they ever really see is by being a part of something, they, they feel entitled to whatever the benefit is. Well, I'm entitled to the benefit, and that's what they want. They want the benefit. Amen. Amen. This is a real struggle. I believe that in this age that we live in. Sense of, when you have a sense of entitlement, you're always holding back. Always holding back. Now, this is going to strike a key. Always holding back. Always holding. Never really wanting to commit to anything. Amen. Amen. And boy, we struggle. We struggle in this age that we live in. With that, I believe it's someone with a sense of entitlement never really steps out boldly and recklessly to trust God, to believe God for what He wants to do. Amen. No, they just believe God's obligated to bless them. That's what entitlement is. I just believe God must bless me. I'm, I'm, I got one more. Let me, let me, let me just throw, throw this at you. But I, I believe this. Someone's a sense of entitlement. They just question, question every decision, everything, everything about the work of God. Well, why are we going to do that? Well, what are we going to do that for? Well, why does God want me to do that? Do I really have to? Do, do you really, do you really want me to pay time? Do you want, do you really do you think I should come on Sunday? Do you really, do you really question everything about God? Everything about the work of God. Do I really need to go up front? Do I need, really need to pray? Do I need, really need to read my Bible? Do I, do I question everything? Amen. 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 Y'all all right? Amen. Amen. So that's just some practical things, but here's what I want to get to as we close tonight. And I'm saying I'm closing, but i got four or five things I need to shoot at you. Because here, here's what I know. How do we do away? I'm going to give you four or five, and this is going to all be scripturals here. A lot of that stuff was my opinion. A lot of that stuff was just jammed together with, with, with some scriptural thoughts in mind. But a lot of that stuff was just a, a lot of a hodgepodge of, of years and years of seeing entitlement. The seeing it kill churches or kill people or, or doom them or discourage them or causing bitterness spring in their heart. They didn't realize that it's a privilege. It's an honor. Amen. God don't owe me nothing. He blessed me with a great gift that he didn't have to. Amen. Amen. So I want to spend the rest of our time, if you will, kind of how to do away with my sense of entitlement. Because of entitlement. that's what needs to be done. We need to do away with that. Even here on Wednesday night, as much as you don't maybe have it, 
We still need to do away with it. Because I guarantee you what, it's hard. It's hard to live in this, cu this culture of entitlement and not let it seep in sometimes. You deserve better. You should have got that. You should have got that, that, that from, you should have you had that. You've been here longer than they have. You do more. Well, you work, you know everything. Hard, ain't it? Matter of fact, it feels pretty good sometimes. Feel like I'm entitled. Amen. But how many know we need to do away with that? Because that's where grace stops. And if grace stops, that's where it all stops. It's over. That's the end of it. If grace stops, we're not going to grow any deeper or any further. We're not going any higher. You're going to go just as high as your efforts will take you then. And how many know that's not very high? Not high at all. So this is a real struggle. So I want to give you a couple of scriptures tonight. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat on them too much. But here's, here's one of the first things I want to tell you. If we're going to be able to do away, if we're going to do away with it, here's what I know you're going to do. You just got to come in. And these are, you know what? I'm believing tonight that entitlement's more of a habit than it is an attitude. What do you think about that? I do. I believe that. I believe, I believe we get in a habit of entitlement. Because it's been entrenched in us now. It's just a habit. And that's why what I'm going to teach you tonight is also a habit. But it's, it's, it's stripping it away. And the first habit I would give you, I would tell you this. you got to get in the habit of just always bragging about God. Giving and bragging on God. Giving it to God. Giving Him all the credit because He did it. Every time. Every time, if you want to strip away, you want to get rid of any of entitlements, any sense of it, just always brag on him. First Corinthians, I know that you know these scriptures, but I'm going to read them to you. First Corinthians chapter 1, starting with verse 26, he says, For you see, even our calling, brethren, this, this, this really, this, this solves a lot of it. How that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, not any of them are called, not many of them. Verse 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised has God chosen. Yea, the things which are not to bring to naught things that are. He's stripping entitlement. That no flesh, none, should glory in his presence. None, but of him are you in Christ Jesus. It's because of him. You're not even saved here tonight without him and his grace. No, you, nobody willed themselves to salvation. You are dead. You are asleep. You are, you are unaware of even the need. Without grace, who of God, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption? And then the last verse that according as it is written, he that glorieth, you brag on him. You want to strip away the sense of entitlement? Everything you do. I know we think we're smart sometimes. It's like I was preaching Sunday about man. Man. Man, he's got this sense of wanting to glory. And there's times I showed you in Scripture where God lets man glory in Christ. I know sometimes when we fix something, we think, like, man, I'm going to put that on Facebook, show everybody what I did. 
mowed the grass. Look here. Get 17 likes. For the pretty yard. No. Even in those things, man, we brag on him. We're not none of us strong. We're not none. He didn't choose. It's not because of any of that that we've got anywhere in this life. You brag on him. I love people that brag on him. I love people when you brag on them, they brag on him. Brag on him. It's him. It's him. It's him. Thankful. Blessing his name. I believe that tonight. I believe that tonight. It kind of goes a little deeper. It goes a little deeper because sometimes, sometimes, you know, God does bless us sometimes in various ways that makes us distinct, makes us different, gifted. Sometimes he gives gifts, and, man, it's, it's amazing, ain't it, sometimes. These things that he blesses and how he uses. And sometimes he just gives people even this natural talent. You know, like that lady there, she can just flat out sing. I mean, like, wow, you know, or whatever, you know. I got no claim to fame except God. <laughs> uh, I didn't wake up with any natural talent except God. I was all them things that we just read, the bass and the weak, and not very smart, and all those things. But it's God. It's not hard for me to brag on God. I can't look back and really add up anything that makes any sense at all. Amen. Amen. It's all Him. But sometimes these are various things that makes us sick. God gives us gifts sometimes, even supernatural, spiritual. He uses men in mighty, powerful ways sometimes that makes them distinct. And that's where you got to be careful. A lot of times it's in those areas that a lot of times we begin to feel, man, you know what? I, I am entitled. I'm like... I should have the big seat. I should be up here. I should be, you know, King Tut. You know, they should write a song about me. You know. Amen. But this is what even God says about that in chapter 4 of the same book. He says, in all these things, brethren, I have, I have in a, a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes that you might learn in us not to think of men above which is written. Don't, no, no, never. Never think men above what's written. Right here, keep it all in balance. Don't it? And even if you think of yourself more than you, read this book and come on back to earth. Come on back down, Mary Poppins. Amen. Amen. This is what it goes on to say, above that which is written, that, that no one of you be puffed up for one against us. Don't be thinking I'm better than Brent Byers. Don't be thinking I'm better than Forrest Hinkle. Don't be thinking that you're because of some gift or because, because I preach. I preach. I'm better than Kevin Elliott or whatever. Uh, or, or God used you last week. To bless somebody, somebody got blessed or saved or what? Still, that's still God. It's still Him. It goes on. And it says this. The next verse it says, "For for who maketh thee to differ from another? Who does that? Who makes you different? Still, even if you are different, and you are, but who done that? It's God. What hast thou that thou did not? 
receive. Huh? What do you got that God didn't give you? What do you have that God didn't give you? Stripping away the entitlement. My God, he give us all of it. Whatever you got, he give it to you. And if you ain't got much, he still give it to you. What have you got, he says. What have you got that God didn't give you? What have you got that you didn't receive? What do you got? Why dost thou glory as if you didn't receive it? How can you brag? How can you feel an entitled from that that God has given you? God, Lord, in heaven. Amen. Stripping the entitlement right away. It just strips the specialness away. I'm thinking I'm better than James Jacob. I, I ain't never, I, I, I ain't never drank this, or I ain't never smoked that. It was God. Amen. He kept you out of a situation where some of us went through it. Amen. You wanna, you know what you need to do? You need to break out in a little glory dance. You need to brag on God a little while. Well, I ain't never been divorced. Well, let me tell you what you need to do. You need to dance around a little bit and thank God. For his grace, thank God that he give you a woman that would hang with you during your dumb time or a man. I said a woman because I put mine through some dumb times. That's the only reason. I can't brag on being married to the same woman all my life. You know why? I have, but I can't brag on it because I went through some dumb time that most of you guys would have said, see you, Jack. I'll see you at the courthouse. And we'll get your half of your $2. Amen. <laughs> but I can't brag. It was all her and God. I didn't, reach, I didn't do a thing. I just wrote it out and woke up one day feeling really stupid. After seven years. I told her she was like Jacob. She had to work seven years to really get the man she wanted. She did. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right, brother. She had to work seven years to really get the man she wanted. Because she woke up that first morning and said, man, you're not him. You are not him. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And I believe that tonight. Amen. Here's another thing that strips it away. And I believe this. I believe this with all my heart. It's, it's, it's just dependent on God's providence. Whatever it is, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whatever's coming. I believe tomorrow, God, I believe in God's providence tomorrow. No matter what happens. I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea. But whatever he brings, I'm, my God in heaven, whether it's good, what, if it's great, well, glory. And if it's bad, well, glory anyway. It's his providence. He has set it up. He's ordered the steps, man. He's got it all clicking. It's all working. You want to be stripped of entitlement? Just believe God's providence is well at work. It's well at If you're a believer, you're a child of God. Just, it's well at work. It's happening. Just like your little trip to the beach. I'm going to tell you, it's all God's providence. Have you right down there at Newburn where that medical center was? All God's providence. Amen. James, give me James. I'll read you the scriptures to that. James 4 and 13. Go to now, you that say today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such city and continue there and 
year and buy and sell and get gain. I've got this mindset. I'm going to be entitled. I'm going to really score big. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is a vapor that appeared for a little while and it's then it vanished away. It's gone. For you, you ought to say, if the Lord will, providence, you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and, and we'll do this and that. It's, it's, if it's God's will, I'm going to do some stuff tomorrow. I'm going to work towards some stuff with an expected end. I'm going to work towards it, but it's God's will first. If it's His will, I'm going to be successful tomorrow working towards what He's put in my heart. of entitlement and if it ain't meant to be it's God it's God if I'm in there with all my heart believing all my soul working at it verse 16 17 I guess but now you rejoice in your boasting all such rejoicing is evil it's evil therefore to him that knoweth to do good and to doeth it not it is even to him to sin amen amen no entitlement man Stripping it away. I'm trusting in his good providence. Whatever it is, whether it pays off or not, or if it pays double, or tenfold, or a hundredfold. See, this old prosperity gospel in America has caused a lot of this entitlement. Amen. They, they, they told him if you do this ten times, well, you'll get this a hundred times. If God's will, come on, somebody. If it's God's will. And if it ain't, it ain't coming. Amen. Amen. I, I believe this tonight too. I, I believe I believe this and this would definitely be a cure for it. And that's that's cherish, love, hold the gospel. Get back to the core of it. Get back to get back to, to what it says about who you are, who God is. Get back to it in, in such a way that you really learn. Learn humility. Gospel teaches us humility. Amen. And you know, that's something else we ain't got a good a good handle on nowadays. It's humility. And either way, one way or the other. Because a lot of times people think humility, they thought people think humility is 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 is, is depreciating myself. Even despairing. Tiring myself down, making making less of myself. That's not humility. No, it's not. One of the greatest ideas I ever got about humility from the whole gospel is as best I can. If I, if I really want to be humble, what I need to do from this book, I need to figure out who God says I am, who God, how God sees me. That's humility. When I see myself as God sees me, you can't help but be humble then. Because God, if you see like that, you, you can't help it. Amen. I believe that. But, but get back and grasp the gospel again. Cherish it. Last one. Last one. I want to give you this. I believe this. is. You want to strip yourself. You do away with this entitlement. This is a simple one. It's not very fun. It's not very applauded. It's lost. It's one of the reasons we got such an entitlement generation. Here it comes. You ready? Serve others. Serve. 
serve. It is. Serve others. That's the big key. You want to strip yourself in entitlement? Start serving others. It's what Christ did. I'm going to give it to you. Philippians 2. Philippians 2, verse 2. It says, fulfill you my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. And here it starts. Here it starts. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. Come on, vain glory. Useless bragging, useless glory. I did this and, whoo, you know, I made 40 points or whatever. Vain glory. Come on, y'all. I know I'm touching things that we hold sacred. <laughs> but in lowliness of mind, humility, let us esteem others better than ourselves. How to take care of some of that entitlement. You know what? You deserve it more, Nana. You deserve it more, Dean. I'd rather you have it. I'd rather you get a hope to it. I'd rather see you blessed. I'd rather, here, here, I'd rather you talk. I'd rather you preach. I thank the Lord for his calling. When I come into this, I, I wasn't looking to ever hold no microphone. Y'all know that. Y'all made me. <laughs> I know the Lord did, but but I'm just I'm just saying, I would I was so happy helping, serving. It's what I was what I thought I was going to do my entire rest of my life. I know, I know, but I'm saying I would have rather given it to someone. I still feel like that. I still, I still feel like the least in the room. The less. So many more. Good day. I'm preaching to a rocket scientist. Good grief. <laughs> That's crazy to me. It's just crazy. And my hillbilly vernacular. And all of my twisted thoughts. I've asked him at the back door, do you get anything out there? <laughs> I'm like, golly. Oh, whoever, whoever thought. It's like when Juan and Luce come here. They couldn't hardly speak an ounce of English. Y'all remember that? Come from Puerto Rico, got lost. God sent them here. They got lost. They got lost. They was trying to find a church. I think it was uh, Spanish speaking and all that. They ended up here. They ended up here. They ended up here somehow. It was God. Is God here? They showed up here. They got this hillbilly preacher standing up here speaking in an English that they didn't even hardly understand anyway. But in the he in the hillbilly version, they really didn't get it. Talking about things that they had no idea what I was talking about, and 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 yet, God blessed them. God spoke to them. God worked, and of course, they stayed here the whole time until they five or six, seven years, whatever it was, till they went back to Puerto Rico. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Who knew? Who? Man, that's God. Let's bless Him. Bless Him. He's the one. He's the one. We got to finish this. But let us esteem others better than 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 ourselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Stripping entitlement. 
let this mind be in you. This is what Christ's mind was. If anybody was ever entitled, have you thought about it? Christ came. He was entitled. He was fully entitled. He deserved it all. And deserves, if anybody should have walked around with a sense of deservement, it was Jesus Christ. But let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. And we walk around, we walk around like we deserve. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ. What mind is that, preacher? Verse 6, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Listen, listen. But made himself of no reputation. Took upon him the form of a servant. Made in the likeness of men. Being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto even the death of the cross. The man that was entitled. Stripped himself. Woo, my, that's just too much. Especially sometimes in my little pea brain, I get to thinking I am such and such. I think I deserve that. Shame. Amen. Amen. Serving. Serving. Taking the low place. Take the low place. It's hard to take the low place. Amen. Believing, believing, believing that nobody, nobody is less than. Nobody is under me. No, no, everybody. Whatever they look like, ever how they act, no matter where they come. Ever how they come in here. Amen. Amen. Say, I, I remember, I remember, that's why it's so easy for me, like, like the Tommy and the Woodrow coming off that pew, big old burly guy, Samson, all burled up. Of course, I know him from years gone by. And I know, I know where he been, I know. Big burly guy. And this is what I remember. This is what makes it easy for me. I, I remember I remember that I became a Christian, not because I'm good, but because God's good. And that, that strips you, man. I mean, if you're going to be a believer, you need to keep remembering that. If I'm going to stay a believer, if I'm going to stay in grace, it's not going to be because I'm good. It's still the same principle. It's because God's good. Who has bewitched us that we should leave that that we began in? We began knowing God's good. He can save me. We'll make it to the end and last because why? Because God's still good. Not because I'm doing this or doing that. He's still good. He's still good. Amen. So to be grateful. To be grateful. I think it's the last key there, just to be grateful, to strip away. Strip away. Strip away. What's left of entitlement? Paul, y'all get ready to come on. Or, or, or do come on. Don't get ready. Come on. 
Amen. Come on up tonight. Amen. Amen. I believe that tonight. And to think rightly of ourselves is, is true, true humility tonight. Think rightly of ourselves. Make a right estimate. Not less or not more, but to make a right estimate. Here, I want to give you this last verse. And it, and it kind of ties together what I'm going to finish up with. Proverbs, it ties together even what we've been talking about. Proverbs 18 and 12. It says, of course, we know this. Before destruction, there's this heart of entitlement. That's, it's, it's haughty, ain't it? The nasty one, the nastiest thing you'll see is someone who thinks they deserve. You ever had, maybe maybe you like me, maybe your kids was like that a time or two in your life. Where they act like they deserve. You know, I'm breathing air, I deserve it. You're about to feel some, feel some backhand right here. We ain't playing tennis either. That's what you deserve. Amen. You remember, them days is gone. I know, I know. Remember, remember them days where, where you cry, you want something to cry about? I remember my oldest daughter told me one time they'd done that little thing at school. They'd done that little thing at school, and they, they told her that, that if their parents whipped them just to come to school and tell them and that they could help with that if their parents. Now, I don't believe in abuse. Y'all know that. And it's not abuse. There is abuse, but I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about parental correction. And I'm, but my daughter come home telling me that. You can't whip me no more. And I said, huh? <laughs> I look like a calf looking at the gate. You can't whip me no more. I can go to the guidance counselor and tell her. I said, well, come here. Let me give you something really good to tell her in the morning. We'll give you a really a good story. <laughs> Amen. But listen, listen. Before destruction is this, this sense of entitlement, this heart of a man. It's haughty. I deserve. Is that haughty? I deserve. But listen. But before. It's how, it's how you go deeper. I think the Galatians got it mixed up. I think they had a good heart. I think they were desiring to go deeper, but they missed it. I think they thought going deeper was exerting some of what they could do now. When going deeper was going lower, staying lower. This is a real challenge because this is the thing. This is why it's such a challenge. Grace lifts you up. And sometimes out of that, you can't help but get haughty. How many in here did grace lift up and you thought like, man, I am sunk. And then you live another day. I first got saved, I thought, man, this Christian stuff is great. It's so easy. That was the first hour. I'm sorry. But it did. See, that's the challenge. Grace lifts us so far up. Don't it? And here's the challenge. The challenge is to keep going low. Keep going back low. Because that's where the grace flows. You got to keep going low and keep going low. Because if you go high on your own, there's no grace up there. There's no grace. Amen.